Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST.
Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Getting It Out podcast. That was Dead Wolf with Normal. They are a, what would you call it? Uh, alternative rock metal. Um, might be blurring some lines here, but that's okay. They call it melancholy music, and that'll do too. Their most recent record, Too Far Gone, is already out there streaming everywhere for the public to find. And that's where the song Normal comes from. So please, if you like what you heard, go check it out. Recently, their frontman, their mastermind, Wes Good, reached out to let me know what was happening with this project. And uh, while I didn't have anything that worked at the time to include him in, I put him in that little mental Rolodex of mine and said, I'll find a way to incorporate this into something that I do with getting it out.net, getting it out podcast. And now is the time because this episode we're staying local and we're staying rock and roll. But I want to encourage you to check out what Dead Wolf has got going on. That album Too Far Gone was produced by Aaron Gillespie of Under Oath. And as I said, is available now everywhere. There's also a little mini documentary on YouTube from the band showing a bit of the making of the album. So if you feel so inclined, check that out. Of course, all the links for all things Dead Wolf are available in the show notes and on their artist page on gettingitout.net. Now, like I said, we're keeping it local. We're keeping it rock and roll. We're keeping it a little bit country on this episode. I'm bringing on my old friend, Willie Blaze, and we're talking about his new band, Willie Blaze and the Bad News Crew. But first, we're going to get lumped over the head by our old pals, New Jersey, Hot Sun. Kick it! Make family out of friends! Make friends out of enemies! Peace to my family! Make friends till they bury all the places we've been! We're never sitting it out! We be getting it in! Where you getting it out? I said all the places we've been! We're never sitting it out! We be getting it in! Where you getting it out? On one of the episodes I did last month, I mentioned that uh, in December, I wanted to do things a little bit differently, just have on people that I want to have on. And while I always have on people that I want to have on, sometimes I let the PR machine take over a little bit and they say, will you do this? Will you do this? Will you do this? And because I like building those relationships and usually I like the music they're pushing, I say, yeah, sure. And before I know it, my schedule gets all jam packed talking to people that I don't really know though whose music I'm pretty familiar with. And that's exciting enough for me. Sometimes I don't know either. And it's just a fun way to make some connections, build some relationships, get interested into some new sounds from all over the world. And that's truly one of the great things about doing this podcast for all, all these years. But the best thing about doing this podcast was when I started, I would just call up my friends and we would just chit chat about this, that, and the other thing. Uh, but usually about their bands, their music, their projects, the things that they're doing. And I feel like sometimes I got away from that a little too much. I still have people back on, you know, that's that's true. If you look at my past guests, while I might be talking to uh, what's his nuts from Halloween one day or in flames uh, the next week, I'm probably going to have on old Dave Poole from Luxury Teeth or my boy DN down in Costa Rica to talk about Calto Negro. I don't forget the people who helped get me here. And if you look at my show list, I truly believe I exemplify that. Anyway, this month I wanted to really dive in, get back to those roots a little bit, reach out to the bands, the people that I wanted to talk to. You saw that with the last episode where I finally got gut instinct on. So with all due respect to my former home in Baltimore, it's time to give some to my current home in Lancaster. And things sound a little bit different in rural Pennsylvania compared to the greatest city in America. But I think you'll find some of the attitudes are quite similar. My friend Willie Blaze is one of the most uh, fascinating people I know. Fascinating how? Because I look up and he's doing something different every time I look. And it's always all in, full head of steam with pure passion. 
And that impresses me because I think most people do one of two things half ass and stand on it like they're putting it all on the line. But very few people really do just fucking go for it. And Willie certainly does that. When he started putting it out in the ether that he wanted to do a country project, I admit I was a little skeptical. But knowing the man and his musical talents, I couldn't wait to hear what he came up with. We touch on this a little bit in the conversation, but my man has put out R&B tracks, rap tracks, metal, rock and roll. And this time, it's just got a little bit of country flair to it. And you know, he also happens to be one of the most eloquent people that I know. So rather than me try to sell you on some shit that he's doing, why don't I play you a track from Willie Blaze and the Bad News Crew and let him speak for himself. This is Fall Away.
I've been doing this for almost seven years now. And back in the first year I was doing it, you came on and we talked about what you were doing at the time with Split. Been a lot of projects for you since then, but now you got a new one, Willie Blaze and the Bad News Crew. Tell me about it. Where did this come from? You know, Split broke up in 2020 and, you know, it was just kind of something that just played its course like anything else in life does. And uh, I don't know, man, I, I it, the same year of 2020, I ended up, don't ask me how, but I ended up at Royal Studios in Memphis with, you know, Boo Mitchell, who's like multi Grammy award winning producer. Um, and Willie Mitchell was his father, who was like just this huge figure in the whole like Memphis blues scene and everything like that. And I really was just there on a whim, just working on material, you know, doing a a creative session, he called it. Um, And I, you know, I've always been a fan of other styles of music. Heavy music, I think, was something that I kind of like allowed to be my, uh, I don't want to say my crutch, but it, I had always had desires to play other music, but I just got really stuck in the box of like, do I want to perform live and see live energy that's not the energy of a hardcore show or a metal show? Am I going to know how to react when I'm on stage spilling my guts out and performing my heart out and not seeing people beat the shit out of each other? You know, I think it was... So I got into this comfort of like just just only playing in bands, you know, writing caveman music and doing the whole thing. And because uh, I, I think it was more of a of an anxiousness of doing anything beyond that, even though I always had desires to. Um, so 2020 being at Royal Studios um, with Boo Mitchell and just working on different material was very uh it was something that really opened my eyes. And actually after that session, it was really like, we kind of came up with this real like R&B soul type thing. And it was when it was all said and done that he actually had said to me, he goes, man, have you ever considered being a songwriter? Because this shit, he goes like, your voice is is not meant for this song, but this song is fucking great. And that opened my eyes. Cause again, coming from the metal and hardcore scene, you know, we, we write all our own music. But I did, you know, and, you know, so so now I'm I'm opening and I'm broadening my horizons. And I realize I have a talent that can truly, truly take me to different heights with playing music that I also enjoy playing. So that what that did was that started a process of like, OK, so I started to write, you know, country music and I started to write things that, you know, really I've listened to my whole life and I've related to. And. Finally, what ended up happening was I stumbled upon a small body of work of songs that I was pretty proud of that I realized like, man, this is me. Cause I wrote a bunch of stuff with the intention of doing the songwriter thing. Like I have a whole file folder full of fucking songs that could be top hits for, you know, the Blake Shelton's and, you know, Jason Aldean's and whoever of the world, but like, it's not meant for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but through the process, I started to really come into my own and realize like, oh, man, like I, I need to be performing some of this shit because I'm not only putting my heart and soul into this, but I just feel like I really, really would enjoy it. It just feels so unequivocally me. Not that like the heavy shit wasn't not that the hip hop stuff isn't, but I'm like, this is this is me. So I know that was kind of a long winded answer, but like 
it was a loaded question. You know, I've always been a fan of other styles of music and I realize more so now than ever that this is the, this is the most me that I've ever given anybody. It wasn't a big surprise to me when you were talking about doing something different because you've always been willing to do something different, whether that's playing metal or hardcore or writing rap tracks or doing even R&B songs. You've done all these things. So it's like, well, you're going to add another genre to the discography. Why the fuck would I be surprised by that? (laughs) Right, right, right. But what I was surprised by when uh, you first put out, what was that first single called? I forget that I don't have it in front of me. Bad News, Bad News. Bad News. When you first put out Bad News is that it was more rock than I was expecting for. When you were talking about country, I thought we were, I thought you were going to be, you know, acoustic guitar and right, sitting right, there, right. his cowboy hat on go. But, you know, but there's a lot more rock into it than that. Is that, is that what the songs were meant to be when you started writing them or were they going to be more country? I think that I have also too, playing heavy music has conditioned me in all the wrong ways to where like, you know, if you tell me to write a jazz song, I'll find out how to put a breakdown in it. You know <laughs> what I mean? So I just, I, I think that, I, I think I went into it with the intention, some of the other stuff that I wrote with the intention of the songwriter stuff is purely, purely, you know, country radio. I think it was one of those things to where it was, it didn't feel quite like me to sing them. Again, it's, my favorite genre of music, but at the end of the day, it didn't feel like my song to sing, but the songs that were a lot more rocking, the songs that were a lot more passable for rock radio started to feel like me. So when I started to really channel in that focus and write that I did, I went into it. That's why I'm calling this, you know, I'm the, the, the term that we're trying to coin with this project is outlaw hard rock because outlaw country has formed itself into a genre you know, but there's people who are doing wild fusions, like, you know, country metal and things like that. And to me, it's like, it starts to get kind of corny, you know, to where I'm like, all things considered, this is a hard rock project. This is a, a project that is intended for, you know, um, for radio play, you know, for, for that a broad audience, but it's just country enough to where my fellow country folks can say like, you know, tip their hat to it. You know what I mean? It's just, so that's why I said, like, I, I, my, literally my intention was to write music to where I can go on tour with, you know, the shine downs and stains, you know, of the world one tour and then turn around and be on tour with like a Brantley Gilbert. And, and it still makes sense. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And, uh, and I love, I look up a lot to the artists who have the ability to be able to walk that line. And that's something that I always wanted, but it's definitely more than anything. It's, it's more hard rock, hard rock project. That's where that term outlaw hard rock comes from. I like that. It makes sense. It works for you in several different ways too. Um, but the, that ability to transcend two different or a couple different genres is like a, is like a special gift that only some artists and bands get. And when you, when you get it and get it right, it can be uh, extremely beneficial. I think sometimes the danger of doing something like that, though, is you end up ending up in that no man's land between them where nobody sure. really totally gives a fuck. Everybody's just like, it's all right. Right. And I. Uh, I've thought about things like that, of course, I think that anytime you're venturing into uh, uncharted waters, you know, you have to dip your feet in the pool first and you got to, you mm-hmm. know see what the sharks are swimming around. I think for me, 
I don't know that I worry so much about people not giving a fuck. I feel like I'm talented enough and I feel like the body of work speaks for itself enough to where there's always going to be an audience for it. But, but I won't lie. Listen, if, if this thing blows up and, you know, I'll speak it into existence now, you know, I, uh, success is not a matter of if it's a matter of when it's going to happen. Um, but if this blows up to heights unheard of, I'm ecstatic about that. But truthfully, there are bands that kind of, you know, ride that line of like, you know, like the hard rock country type thing. Like there's like that, like Texas Hippie Coalition. There's a couple of different bands that are just very like they have that very, very core niche following, you know, uh, three, four times out the year. They do a big tour. They have a fucking successful merch store, things like that. And I look at that and I'm like, those guys are eating mm-hmm. off of playing music. And I don't want to say I'm limiting myself because again, if this thing blows up to huge heights, I'd love that. But until then I'd be completely, completely fine. Uh, not even complacent, very content, very happy with even having that. So I guess to, to, to your point, you know, the downside of there is a downside of maybe being pigeonholed or stuck in that kind of gray area in between. But I look at it like, if I find myself in that in between and there's enough people in that in between who happen to like it and it's enough to where me and the rest of the guys in the band can eat off of that. I am, I, you know, I, I guess I would be happy. It's kind of like the, the fucking, it's the what you're saying is the same concept as like the juggalo thing. If you think about it, so where like if you're a hip hop artist um, and you, you claim to be a juggalo rapper, as we all know, you know, you get kind of, pigeonholed like you in theory you are capping yourself but it sets a high floor it it does because you have a guaranteed listening audience right. you can you can eat you can make a living off of that so i think that for me is i'm open-minded enough to where anything happens and i'm still going to be happy about it you know what i mean do you think the, your uh past experience playing all sorts of types of different music has helped you manage your expectations for this so you know what it's like you know what it's like to go out there and grind playing hardcore or you know like put shit out and have nobody respond put shit out have a lot of people respond you've got a wide variety of success uh so i guess that that i'm sure has helped you uh, visualize what this should be i just got done talking about this last night with somebody somebody reached out to me and said hey you were in signs of hope weren't you i was like yeah yeah i was and uh he said, yeah, we were just, I was just talking to my buddy about starting a youth crew band and I showed him signs, uh, signs of hope as a, as a reference. And, uh, and I had said, you know, I learned so much while, you know, in that band. Um, and I think, you know, and, and what it did was it made me look back on my, my thing, my experience. And, you know, the, the first tour I ever went on was 2008, uh, which is fucking it was 2007, 2000, it was 2008 with your nightmare awaits in a fucking Ford F-150 pulling a U-Haul trailer. And, uh, you know, and just from then on. So for that, you know, the 15, 16 year period, I just off and on the entire time just have spent touring DIY, just living in vans, um, living off of no money, you know, playing consistently every night to 10 people beating the shit out of each other, uh, having to 
having a soft press promoters in their back office for 30 bucks in gas money. I mean, like none of it sounds great on paper. And the more I look back, the more I realize, like, okay, I would like to have some success now. You know what I mean? Like, I'd like to know what it feels like to tour in a motherfucking tour bus and actually have some comfort for God's sake, you know, or an RV at least Jesus, I'm not picky. I would like to know what it's like to walk out on stage in front of a packed house audience of people singing my songs. Um, you know, I, I would like to know what it's like to be able to get home from tour and be able to, uh, successfully get all the bills paid and more importantly, put food on the plate for the kids knowing that I did so with my art. And I think that having toured endlessly, what it seems like in hardcore metal bands over the years and having that frame of reference of what I'm willing to accept and what I'm not willing to accept. It's no different than like any, any relationship that you enter into. You're inherently going to be better so long as you do the step work moving forward, because you know what you're willing to accept and what you're not willing to accept. I think that playing and I mean, you know, you come from the hardcore scene, man, you know, you know, I'm I'm not telling you anything that you don't know. And uh, all that shit gave me, I'd say a a pretty damn good frame of reference. I know, again, it's going to be different for me this time around when you're really uh, entering into the, the setting of performing live and uh, how do I say it? it I mean, I, I I feel so very at home over here on this side of the fence, but I still am a new kid. You know what I mean? I I, I can start a hardcore band tomorrow and have some moderate success, but I'm, I'm still a new kid over here. And it's very humbling. I'm not going to lie. I kind of like it. It makes me hungry and it makes me feel like I have something to prove. Yeah, I'd imagine it's got to be a little more exciting. Not the same old road, you know, something, something different, different doors to uh, open or kick down if necessary. Uh, There's you, a lot more opportunities with these doors. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Uh, yeah. when, when you released that first single, uh, Bad News, I noticed it was just you, or at least I, from what I remember, it was just you in that video. Yeah, yeah. This next one you put out, Fall Away, there's suddenly a full band. Tell me about getting the full band backing behind you and who they are and where they came from. Awesome. So that's, uh, yeah, so I, I went and, and I'll, I'll say it, you know, for you, um, (laughs) because you're my brother, I don't want to like make a huge production out of this, but I, I, I wrote and recorded all the instruments and everything on the record. Um, cause I walked into this just simply writing music and not knowing what I was going to do with this. You know, yeah. if this was just going to be something for me or if it was something I was going to pursue full time. So when I went to uh, shoot the video, I I had a rough idea of the guys that I wanted, but I hadn't really had the full conversation yet. But the opportunity to shoot the video came about. So I capitalized on that and I did it. And uh Shortly around the time that the video was actually being edited is when I had, you know, my my little process of pulling the guys together. And uh, I remember even reaching out to them and saying, hey, how do you want me, you know, out of respect? I mean, even though in theory, I could be the ego driven guy and say, well, it's my project. I'll do what I want. But I still considered what they said. I said, you know, do you want me to put this out as uh visualizer i noticed that that's like a, a thing now yeah with yeah. 
a lot of artists that, you know, you, sometimes people release what feels like a light music video and they're called a visualizer. And that was what I went into it with the intention of it. You know, to be honest with you, we were doing all the drone shots and I was just going to do like a lyric video with that behind it and call it visualizer. But I asked him, I said, do you guys want me to call this a visualizer or do you want me to call it an official music video? Because I feel bad doing so without you guys at least giving me the thumbs up because none of y'all are in it. And everybody was like, no, run that. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a video. That's the only reason why um, that happened the way that it did. But I was really happy when we went to shoot Fall Away and I was able to have everybody. So that way I could show like, you know, this is this is the bad news crew right here. So. Ammo or Biggie. So all, all the 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 guys in the band are all, um, you know, we're, we're all in a brotherhood together. So, uh, you know, that was also too a big thing for me is that, man, I know what it's like to be on tour with fucking dorks and uh, <laughs> people, the people that I can't get along with. And I just we just are so fundamentally different. And, you know, if this is my project, yeah, I'm going to be selective about who I, you know, have be involved in it. And uh, I love the idea of having a band with all brothers. So Ammo, you know, a, uh, a.k.a. Biggie, the drummer, uh, Chris Miller, he and I were in True at All Costs together. Um, he's been in a couple really awesome bands. He actually still plays in a couple, uh, a couple really dope heavy bands. One that's coming up called Streets of Rage. Um, Joey, as we all know, Joey was uh, my bass player in Split one of my longest running brothers, uh, Slayer and, uh, Grasshopper, the guitar player, Matt. So you'll get a kick out of this one. I think I actually sent you a link a while back. Um, his road name is Grasshopper, but his name is, uh, is Matt Rumfellow. That's our guitar player. He actually also still plays guitar in a hardcore band down in, uh, and he, so he's from Baton Rouge. So he plays mm -hmm. in a band called decoy and they're fucking sick. Um, I, I may have even sent you a link quite a while yeah. back. They're, they're very, very metallic. Um, and so that that is is my band. So it's an entire band of, you know, reformed hardcore musicians, I'll, <laughs> I'll call it. So that's why. But that also, too. So it's funny, that, you know, even on a side note right there, that was an interesting thing, like even at the fall away video. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Shoot, you know, uh, you know, Grasshopper Matt, you know, he he killed it. But I told the guys, I was like, guys, this this is our rock star moment. You know what I mean? This is uh, 
in 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 this world that we're venturing into that we feel comfortable in uh theatrics are encouraged you know these are the this is this is the world where people pay good money to go see entertainment versus in the hardcore scene you know it it might be a lot of jaded mentalities people who who are you know I mean, I don't want to sit here and use this platform and like talk shit on hardcore because I still I'm very grateful for um, that lifelong experience. But I guess what I'm trying to say with that is that uh, things like, you know, uh, stage production, lights, you know, pyrotechnics, uh, you know, props and things like that in the hardcore scenes kind of frowned upon because, you know, you would have people who would instinctively say like, well, the music should speak for itself. You shouldn't need anything else. And oftentimes that falls into the performance aspect of it too. You know what I mean? I shouldn't need to ham it up or do the schlocky things. Um, but the thing is, is it's like, listen, over here in the the wide world of music, people love that shit. Okay. And that was, I think, a, um, an interesting thing at the fall away video shoot of like, you know, having to tell, you know, everybody in the band, like, Hey guys, this is our rock star moment. Like we don't have to, to think about this shit too much. You know what I mean? Do the, do the things, man, do the fucking laser beam guitar things, you know, lick your drumstick, do all the, the goofy shit that everyone in the hardcore scene would make fun of. But I was like, this is our time to just to do shit like this. So it's interesting. It's going to be interesting taking this on the road too, you know, mm-hmm. with, the things that I had said earlier, but also to having an entire band that is comprised of people who come from that music scene. I think it's going to be um, a lot of uh, growth and development on all of our parts. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Absolutely. It's a, it's a, yeah. not only like musically, is it a step outside of the comfort zone, but uh, certainly like you, all the things you mentioned there uh, performance wise and uh, what's, yeah, I guess what's frowned upon and what's not. I mean, you're supposed to basically do the shit. You got to you got to unlearn all the stuff that you've, you know, run ran by for years. Uh, well, I never really your- I, I I tried my best not to subscribe to shit like that. And I think that's one of the things that. Um, uh, one of the reasons why I don't want to say it's going to sound corny for me to say, like, why people like me. Um, why I think that I I feel the response that I feel. Mm-hmm. from people in that world still is because I never, I never really was one to subscribe to things like that. You know what I mean? I always had my day one friends. I didn't isolate anybody. Um, I've always been pretty open-minded. So. You're, I, you're unapologetically yourself, which is what exactly. you're all supposed to be anyway. And what the whole thing was always supposed to represent, but you know, the unwritten rules are followed by a lot of people. Sure. Sure. Our rules. Not for me. Not for me. <laughs> Not a fan of rules. Well, all right. So you mentioned uh, the brotherhood you guys are all sharing in this band. And that seems to me like, a, I don't know, a delicate thing to either include or exclude in the whole marketing of the band. What's the decision? Well, I, how, I kinda, how, do you, how do you do that? Well, or don't you? No, no, no. That well, that's it's a hard sell right now, too. To be honest with you, because I've put a lot of stock into that. Um, it is a selling point for sure. If we're going to call it that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, an an entire band of of one percenters. 
because there's not really a ton of us in the entertainment world, you know, um, especially not from from our club. Um, there really hasn't been, you know, um, anybody. You know, there was there was one one very prominent name who never made it beyond prospect back in the seventies who will remain nameless. But you know, it would probably shock you if I told you. But outside of that. There really hasn't been, you know, I know that the fucking the Hells Angels have had a couple guys do things in the entertainment industry. There's been some outlaws, you know, a couple of our Mongo bros. But uh, I um, so I think that there's an excitement on my part to where I get to be, you know, and not even so much me, but like we get to be the first ones from that group to do something. But I also have considered um, the downside to that, because, again, my club is very private when it comes to things like that. And uh, like, even for that reason, you see, I'm not saying names and talking about it. So it is this weird, fine line that I walk. Um, so that's why I, I really I don't think that I've pushed it super hard. I don't hide it. I mean, it's tattooed on my fucking face. It'd be impossible <laughs> yeah. to. But like, you know, I don't hide it. But um, do I foresee us going on tour and going up on stage with our club colors on? No. Um, but, but again, there's, there's a reason for that, but I don't want to say, see, I don't want to say that I don't want to be divisive because again, I'm also unapologetically that, you know, I am what I am 24 seven, but that said, you know, I mean, I know I'm going to go on tour and go play in opposition territory, so to speak. And at the end of the day, like. It's I would rather it not turn into a constant fucking, you know, nonsensical conflict because I'm not there for that. While I am what I am 24 seven and I feel that at my core, if I'm on tour with my band, it's because I'm out there on tour with my band. I have a crowd of people who came here to see me to please, you know. um, So I don't foresee it being something that I push that angle too, too hard, but it's also something that I'm not going to hide. Like, for example, you just asked me that question, you know, I'm not going to not answer that question, but I'm also, you know, I don't know how, if I would talk about it much beyond this. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And that's, that's kind of why I tried to softball it in there and (laughs) without mentioning anything, because I don't know where you stand on how well this is being presented or not. Right, right. No, it was a good question, though. It's a, it's a fair question. Again, it's something I've put a lot of thought into myself. That yeah, sounds like it. We'll, cross, f- we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's the best. That's the best way to deal with it. Um, so you, I, you're going to release an EP soon, right? The the idea behind it is, and like I said, I haven't made an official announcement. I'm just waiting on. Uh, I have some some teaser artwork and some promo that I'm going to be dropping over the next couple of weeks. Uh, but the idea is. December 29th is the first I've actually said it out loud, you know? Um, so December 29th, Friday, December 29th. Um, that's what it is. Five songs. Um, all of which to be honest with you, I'm, I'm so fucking proud of this project. It's just the bad news EP. Um, in all honesty, I truly, truly believe, you know, cause I didn't want any filler songs on this project. Everyone says, you know, you're only as good as your first release. Your seminal release, they have all these, you know, this, there's all this stigma around your initial first release. And, uh, you know, so I, I went into this and I wrote and recorded about 10 songs and I've kind of consolidated it down to what I feel is the best five. And I truly feel that 
all five songs have single potential. And that's really what I walked into this. You know, I don't want just one really good song and a bunch of filler songs like, no, fuck that. I'm going to pour myself into this. It's going to be something that has the potential to go. And I'm, 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 I don't think I've ever been more proud about any one project that's ever going to have my name attached to it than this one right here. For sure. I've, I've never seen you be so excited, openly excited. And I know you're open about everything nearly, but right. I've never seen you so outwardly excited and expressing it to so many people um, the way you have with this. And that makes me excited for you. It makes, I think it's, you have that infectious uh, thing about yourself where you show your enthusiasm and uh, that gets other people excited. And obviously in, our little circle and our little world that I just see through the fucking social media internet uh, seems to be, you got a lot of people uh, at your back and excited for it too. So that's just very cool. It's a great feeling, you know, having what I have. And a lot of that comes from the brotherhood too, you know, and uh, I don't ever take that for granted. Um, and it does feel good. Like I said, I was just telling someone the other day, I said, I feel bad for the people who, live like lonely existences of people who go an entire lifetime without being told I love you by somebody or being encouraged and whatnot. Um, and I feel bad for that because I have that in abundance around me. And I wake up every morning and I get woken up to a slew of text messages from brothers, you know, good morning, brother, good morning. And, you know, and people just the constant, I don't want to say so much praise because that sounds like an ego driven thing more. So just, um, you know, I have a lot of people around me who are willing to give flowers and it makes it, that's an infectious thing for me, you know? So I appreciate the, you know, what you mentioned about me with being, having an infectious personality and whatnot, but that's because that's been influenced by these amazing people that I have in my life. And, you know, I always wanted to emulate that. So I always tell people if, if, if I'm doing or saying something that's working, if you're getting something from what I'm doing or saying, then I'm, I'm doing something right. And it also speaks a lot about your character, you know? So I, I uh, yeah. I'm, I, and it feels good to be enthusiastic about something like this again, too. Like it, it reminds me of being back in when I was in your nightmare weights, you know, when I was a 17, 18 year old kid and uh, just excited to like do things. I remember the, all of us sitting around, you know, cutting out, tour flyers, you know, cause we would do the thing where we would go on tour and, you know, we knew no one was going to know us in the area that we were playing. So we would go find the malls and stand outside the hot topics or go to the tattoo shops or the, the dive bars and just hand out flyers for the show tonight. And I remember just being in those living rooms before tour where we're all cutting out flyers or we're, we're looking up vans to buy. And, and it, and it feels just this exciting environment of like the, we we don't know if it's going to work or not, but we're taking the progressive steps to to making it work. And now having all that experience and frame of reference and feeling like I know what I need to do. And especially with being a grown ass man, it almost feels, it feels like that, but it also feels better. I have a lot more of a clarity of like, I know that this is going to work. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. But I, but I got to imagine that, that all that, uh, DIY experience and everything has is is part of that is you know the reason why one of the reasons why you feel that it uh, you know what you're doing this time around. I do. Um, I'm not going to lie. I, I am oversleeping in Walmart parking lots. You know, I am. 
I'm a little, uh, <laughs> I don't want to sound too cool because listen, if I go out the, the first handful of tours that, you know, this project goes on, I have a feeling that we're going to be doing just that. Right. I certainly ain't above it, but you know, I'm not above it. Just like, listen, I'm like riding in the rain too. Boy, man, you hear everybody in our world, you know what I mean? You ain't a real, you know, biker if you don't ride in the rain. Listen, I'll be the baddest one. I fucking hate riding in the rain. Granted, I will do it, but I don't like it. So that's what I'm saying. So that's the, the DIY thing has been great. It's been an awesome experience. Um, but there's so much more that I want. And I will continue to do all that so long as it's, you know, going towards the greater good of this. But I know I know what I uh, what what more I want. You know what I mean? Hey, a lot of people can't say that. So you're in a you're in a good space if you can even just <laughs> know what you want. And uh, another thing uh, like yourself and I've, I've mentioned things like this to uh, some mutual friends of ours. MC in York is uh, is another good example of this. Somebody who Shout has, out to MC. Great guy. has a thing that they want to do. And then just starts fucking doing it. I think it's such a, such a big, uh, there's a positive trait that a lot of people just don't have. They just talk about what they want to do and how they're going to do it. And they don't, don't ever take the steps to actually move forward with it. But I, I really appreciate that, that you go for it. That's just such well, a cool thing to watch. Thank you, bro. And you know, well, look, you know, follow through is a huge thing. They've always, you know, beat it into my head since day one that, you know, uh, if you strip a man of all his material possessions and then all of his abilities and all he has left is his word. And if his word ain't good, then he ain't shit, you know, cause that's the foundation. It's just like, you know, trust is the foundation of any relationship. So I think that, uh, just if I know that I say something and I speak it out loud, you know, I, I have now made what I feel an obligation, not just to myself, but to everybody who has heard me say that out loud. I have an obligation to fulfill that. And, uh, but it is cool that you brought up, you know, MC. Uh, have you been to the new spot? Yet? I have. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, how is it? It's awesome. It's the fucking, it's the coolest thing we could have ever wanted to have around here. Actually, I was just yeah. talking to him yesterday about some stuff he's doing in the future. And it's, it's all really exciting. And it's just so cool. So happy. Dude, it's, you, you gotta, you gotta see it. Just fucking go check it out. It's, it took me longer than I wanted to, to get there. I went and helped him a little bit with it when it was getting put up, but I just went maybe last month or earlier. No, it was November for the first time to see like a show in action. And it was, it's pretty special. It's pretty incredible to have that locally. That makes me, that makes me happy to see. Cause you know, I want to say that you and I were probably at like the first Skid Row show ever. Probably. Yeah. Cause it was, well, it was, um, Reignition, wasn't it? Ooh, I don't remember. I That's think, a long time it, ago. So it's it's they're coming up on 15 years since that first show. So I don't remember exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I yeah, it does make sense because it was like 2009, 2010, something like that. And uh yeah, I just remember all those those shows. I remember, you know, when he did the the they did the last second, you know, secret uh was it like the Hawthorne Heights show? <laughs> and I never, and I remember, I, and I, I never was really into that kind of music, but that was just so fun. That whole experience, you know, uh, just seeing something like that and, and just, you know, time and again and just playing there. Uh, I was really bummed out to hear it got shut down initially, but being the spiritual guy that I am, 
I truly do believe that everything in life is sequential and that um, we can see now that that happening needed to happen for this door to open. And, uh, and I'm, and I'm happy that I think that, you know, I don't know if he probably believes the same thing I do, but like at face value, it looks like he sees that now. And that makes me happy. It really does. Yeah, dude. I, I think it's, I think it all ended up for the better. And that it's, it's, I'm not, I'm not there anymore. I'm not there. Like I, like I used to be on random ass week. I got other shit to do stuff. I like better, you know, honestly, if I, I like being here in my, you know, right. But. Right. Same man. Listen, I, I, if I could like walk you around the property right now where I'm where I live, you know, without this thing, you know, falling to shit, uh, yeah. you'd be in awe, man. I mean, I, I, I live in an old farmhouse that sits on 102 acres of just, Appalachian paradise and one of the lowest populated areas of PA. I'm pretty fucking happy. Like I'm not going to lie. And, uh, until this thing really takes off, I'm still tattooing. And, uh, I take a lot of appointments out the house cause I'm not at a shop anymore. So I just, uh, yeah. I work privately out of the house. So man, there's some like whole week periods where I don't even leave the property. You know what I mean? I, I, I barely leave the house. And I have that epiphany when that happens and it makes me laugh because every single time I'm like, damn, I'm not even mad about it. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like I, it's, it's been very seldom throughout my life where I've ever had a, a living situation to where I'm like, you know, I'm not feeling stir crazy after a certain amount of time, but I understand where you, yeah, but I think that also comes. I'm not trying to like call us old by any stretch of the mind, but that does come with age. Sure. I think it, there comes a, a certain level of, of growth and just, and peace that you achieve over the years to where you're just like, I don't, uh, I don't seek to be around big crowds. Probably that's probably a hypocritical thing for me to say, because being an outlaw biker, I just find myself in <laughs> rooms of a thousand guys, you know, or more at a time quite often. So maybe that's, maybe that's why, you know, <laughs> I love being here and being trapped up here because it gives me that, that balance, you know? Right, right. Well, hopefully you're uh, hopefully you're going to find yourself in rooms with thousands of more people <laughs> more frequently. Well, well, listen, but but to that point, but I'm I can't wait to see just like with my music. I can't wait to see the day that um, my music turns into something that can not only feed myself and my family, but other people and their families. Um, I can't wait for the day that this podcast becomes that for you. And I don't know if that's your intention, but it's also too, I, I think it, you know, we're in the dawn where like podcasts have now become most people's primary means of information mm -hmm. and, you know, radio and entertainment. And I think that you have a really unique position to be able to do that. And I've loved, I did, I was thinking about this earlier too, before we went on the meeting. I'm, I'm very proud of what you've done with this, I know that this was just like a really fucking cool idea in the beginning and to see what it has manifested itself into, to see the names that you've interviewed, the amount of interviews that you do, the listening base. Uh, I'm really proud of you, man. And I, I'm, I'm happy to have been a part of it to some degree in the earlier stage. And uh, it's been a real fucking blessing to be able to watch you do this so far. And I really hope that this turns into something to where you can say, fuck that job. You know what I mean? 
Well, fuck man. I to- totally appreciate that. And, uh, it's, it's, but it's, it's, I don't think it'll ever turn into something I can take farther than a hobby, but I fucking like doing it. Never man. Come so on, that's, now. so that's cool. And, uh, I, I really do appreciate it, but it's people like you listening, checking in, helping me out, sh- sharing it, coming on. That's, that's what makes it something. And what, but really what this does for me, what I get most out of this is doing this. This is my favorite part is just talking to people. Uh, especially when I get to reconnect with people that I don't talk to often, like yourself, or I haven't talked to for quite a while, at least regularly. That to me is basically payment for it, you know?
So there you have it. That was my conversation with Willie Blaze. And the song you just heard was Bad News off the Bad News EP. Officially, I believe he said drop in December 29th. Got to imagine that's a self-release, but that remains to be seen or told or heard or all the other things that are. Is that a verb? Are those verbs? Is that what those type of words are? I don't know. I'm not an English uh, professor. <laughs> that's not you know i should be able to know the difference i don't need to be a professor to know the difference between words but uh, i'm not and i don't so that's the way it is it's amazing that i get on here and speak out loud so often so freely and nobody stops me you can't because i want to do it and i will do it anyway anyway i got off track thank you very much to willie blaze for his time for his conversation you might notice that the conversation ended kind of abruptly there and that's okay that's just the way it went when you're doing a zoom call to the mountains of Pennsylvania. You never know when your time's going to end, but it worked out. And I think, uh, I think we got all the information in there that you could ever need to check out or know about for Willie Blaze and the Bad News Crew. And if you like rock and roll music, I hope you enjoyed the tracks you heard and you'll be anticipating the full EP release before the year is out. I love watching people I know do new and cool shit. And uh, I'm excited for whatever happens with Willie Blaze and the Bad News Crew. And if you come from the hardcore, the metal, the sides that we do too, hey man, it's all right. You can enjoy other shit, kick back, relax, sip a something. I don't know what you're drinking. It can be a, a hot tea for all I care. Do you put milk in your hot tea? Seems like a very British thing, but I don't really know what they're doing over there anyway. Um, I need a British tea expert to hit me up. Tell me, what do you put in your tea? Nothing? Do you take it straight? I'm drinking black coffee right now. And I'm not proud of it. I just do it so I don't use all the sugar and cream that I like to put in there. Just not putting it in because it'll make me fat again. Lost like 30 pounds this year trying to keep it that way. So it's black coffee, blah, 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 Monday through Friday. And on the weekends, get crazy with that cream and sugar. You know it. Three cups. Give it to me. All right. I only have two. But now you know about my coffee ritual. And that's how I know it's a good time to end the podcast. Again, thanks to you for listening. Thanks to Willie Blaze for joining me. Since we've been talking rock and roll, since we've been talking alternative, I think we should keep it that way. And for this last track, you know, I got to end it with the song. We're going to go up to Edmonton, Alberta, Canada to check out a new one from Royal Tusk. They're a trio who has a new record coming out, Monarch Music Group. This one is called Here On Out. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Haven't you already had You already had enough Somebody should have told you give it up All the things that you could ever love You lost It's time to walk away Some people are they born with all the luck And you're not in the perfect little club Don't let you down so they can never lock it up But this is where you'll stay
softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.